1: And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Modelski, happy to be with you on a very warm morning from Rock and Roll Rochester at the one and only St. James Coffee. Uh, I'm uh, flying solo this morning. Uh, Melissa Scaccio, my usual co-host here at St. James Coffee, is actually up near the mothership uh, in uh, Moorhead, Minnesota, just across the river from Fargo, uh, doing uh, some uh, leading a group of young people. We had them on the show about a month ago, I think it was. Uh, talking about their uh, mission trip uh, that they're taking up there to Moorhead to uh, to do some community service and uh, spend some time with people and do some great things. So uh, we'll remember them in our prayers. Uh, we have a great show coming up today, a lot of exciting things to talk about, uh, but first let's begin this show as we begin all things with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly King, advocate, spirit of truth, who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of blessings, bestower of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all that defiles us, and, O good one, save our souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My first guest I am super excited to talk to. Uh, very exciting news coming out of the Diocese of Bismarck last week. I won't give it all away, um, but uh, you may have seen it uh, online in some of the... Uh, Catholic media sources, some exciting news from the Diocese of Bismarck, and very excited to welcome the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, Bishop David Kagan, uh, on the phone this morning. So welcome, Bishop. Thanks very much
0: for having me, Nick.
1: And uh, uh, as I kind of said, uh, the Diocese made a very exciting announcement uh, last week. Could you tell us about that?
0: Uh, certainly. Uh, last week concluded um a approximately a month long uh, seminar that uh, Focus uh, conducts at the University of Mary here in Bismarck for approximately 400 or so of their Focus missionaries, and they mm. do that annually. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been kind enough to invite me to uh, offer the closing mass and mm. the commissioning to, uh, witness the commissioning ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, at the end of all of that, I, I announced that uh, a former focus missionary, a lovely young lady, of born and raised here in the diocese of Bismarck in uh, in Hamash, North Dakota, uh, uh, and who unfortunately uh, died of of cancer at the young age of thirty one, mm. uh, we. Uh, are intending to open by official canonical decree the diocesan phase of the investigation into uh, her life uh, uh, with the possibility of future canonization. Her name is Michelle Dupont. And uh, I thought it appropriate to uh, make that announcement there since Michelle. Uh, had been for uh, a good number of years, six or seven years, a focus missionary, uh, and also a, an employee of the uh, Diocese of Bismarck mm. uh, for a period of time. Uh, that I would I would make that announcement uh, there to the group, and uh, uh, during this uh, last uh, month. Uh, at the University of Mary Focus had put together a very nice uh, compilation uh, for uh, the use of focus missionaries in, you know, what does it take to be a focus missionary? How how should you approach uh, this great apostolate? And they used Michelle as an example. And uh, uh. so... Uh, Many people uh, knew her to begin with, uh, but uh, many more perhaps uh, never had known her or had even met her, Uh, but they at least had this familiarity with Michelle. Mm. And so, uh, uh, as I said, we're we're right at the very beginning. Uh, We have studied a great deal, and there's much more certainly to uh, study, we had many people uh, to interview. Uh, a good deal that Michelle herself wrote uh, as a focus missionary, as a, uh, mm. an employee of the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, a lot of correspondence uh, with other people uh, that we have access to. And uh, uh, after we had completed that, which that itself... Uh, we started that well over a year ago mm. uh, so it took more than a year just to go through all this and wow. and, and you know read what she's saying you know uh, mm-hmm. check with certain uh, people to whom she had written just to make sure we understood it correctly <laughs> um, uh, it, it was quite evident at the end uh, to me as the bishop that uh, Michelle is, is a, a marvelous, uh, uh, young lady, uh, truly a holy person who, uh, very selflessly, uh, gave of her time, uh, gave of herself literally, uh, to other people, uh, from all walks of life. And, uh, uh, so I, at that point, uh, we concluded we need to go to the next step. Uh, this step is the diocesan phase, and uh, uh, I'm expecting that probably by the middle of August I'll issue the formal decree, uh, and uh, then we'll begin in earnest going over again all that we, we have read uh, we're going to have to interview, personally, a, an awful lot of people. Mm. And um, uh, it, 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 what we have to do before we actually begin the process, uh, a very a good friend of mine, we were seminary classmates uh, at the North American College in Rome. Uh, he worked for uh, many, many years. He just retired. Uh, uh, from uh, working in the uh, Dicastery for the Causes of Saints. Oh. Uh, and he's he's been a great help to me. He'll assist us oh, yeah. uh, uh, as we move forward. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, he said before you, you, you know, get into the, the actual formal investigation, he said you need to um, uh, contact the uh, USCCB, CCB, the hmm. uh, Dicastery for the Causes of Saints and uh, for, he said, at least a month uh, in her home parish uh, have a notice that uh, this is what's being planned uh, and uh, if anyone has any information they wish to share, you know, uh, they need to contact the chancery. And so... Wow. Uh, I've contacted all three. Uh, the parish will run for the entire month of July and in the parish bulletin. You know, there's notice, and people are free then to contact the chancery by email, by letter. Uh, uh, we really have to have everything done in writing. Uh, this is a canonical process, and so just... Having an oral conversation uh, that has to be uh, either recorded and exactly transcribed, or what we prefer is if people have information, they write it down and, and send it directly uh, to us at the chancery. So it's uh, it's not a short process by any means, but oh, that's yeah. by design. The church uh, has always been very very careful in uh all of these investigations because a they don't want to get people's hopes up you know uh, right but uh they also don't want to these things never should be rushed uh you know they right they really uh the more thorough the investigation the better off Everyone is, and it certainly is better for the Church that way, uh, ultimately.
1: Absolutely. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we have the great pleasure of speaking with Bishop David Kagan, the uh, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, and we're talking about the uh, the very beginning of the process uh, for the cause for the canonization of Michelle Dupong, uh, who was uh, born and raised out there in the Diocese of Bismarck. Um could you tell us a little bit about Michelle, who she was, and, and what's so, what stands out about her that uh, that's uh, leading to this uh, push, right, for her canonization eventually?
0: Well, I, I, Michelle, as I said, was a lovely young lady. She grew up on a farm in uh, Haymarsh, North Dakota, uh, went through uh, public school and then uh, on to... The university where uh, she got a degree, I believe, in uh, something—I—I I, I don't know the exact term—it's agricultural uh, something—but uh, in the in the course of that, uh, she's always had a love for you know uh, uh, nature and you know plants and all all that goes into that, and so it was kind of a nice fit for her. But she, uh, at the university, she came in contact with Focus, and um, she became very involved, uh, so much so that they asked her, upon graduation, uh, instead of taking a job which she considered being, making a commitment to be a Focus missionary, which she did. And uh, at first it wasn't quite certain whether she, uh, they would accept her or not but eventually she was <coughs> pardon me and uh, uh, she served as a focused missionary in I think at least two other university settings before uh, coming to the University of Mary uh, where she served there that's where I uh, first got to know her I became bishop of Bismarck uh, in 2011 and uh, <laughs> the, pardon me the focus missionaries come to visit me and, and Michelle was one and uh, <coughs> pardon pardon me
1: yes. uh, and and uh, <coughs> That's uh, that's exciting. It's it's great to hear that you have a personal connection. I'm sure that's not uh, necessarily very common, um, especially a lot of sainthood causes take a lot longer to get started. So it's kind of exciting that you have a personal connection with Michelle that uh, you were familiar with or had a chance to meet her. And then uh, eventually, I understand she even worked at the diocese, so you probably get yes, to know her even did. better. Then,
0: when her time as a missionary uh, was over. Uh, She went on a pilgrimage uh, to the Holy Land. (coughs) Pardon me, as I said, I'm getting over a sinus infection. And uh, upon her return, we had already agreed she'd come to work for the diocese, which she Mm. did. And she served very well. Uh, (coughs) Until the uh, cancer diagnosis. Mm. And uh, it was about Just one year from when she was diagnosed with cancer until she died in uh, 2015. And uh, uh, that whole period of time was a a time of real grace, I think, and blessing for everyone. Mm. Uh, She was truly heroic uh, throughout her sufferings, and she suffered mightily because of the cancer and uh, but she never lost she was uh, just a delightful person uh, holy person um, she always uh, would be promising to pray for other people and uh, you know and, uh, and this became so well known that uh, so many people came to uh, know of Michelle uh, mm. through that Caring bridge link ah. uh, that they were asking Michelle for prayers. she was praying for wow. them and so
1: forth. Wow that's that's really exciting because CaringBridge, uh, Caring bridge for uh, for people who aren't familiar who haven't had uh, <laughs> haven't used one of those Caring bridge is kind of a website where people can post um, updates uh, about their medical condition. Uh, things right. like that i've yeah. I've had different friends have that so kind of a kind of an interesting thing very much a a 21st century thing uh right <laughs> taking prayer requests by the via the caring bridge website so that's that's really exciting and really helps put it you know very much in the modern day and and just for our listeners to realize just how you know modern day uh her life was uh it just extremely exciting um especially You know, uh, just to think of having um, Saints and Blesseds uh, from our listening area, the area our radio station serves and the the areas our listeners live in, Uh, I just had the opportunity last week to be in Winona, uh, where Blessed James Miller uh, studied and earned his uh, undergraduate and graduate degrees, and they have a relic of him there. But just how exciting it is to be in a place, right, where someone who... Who went on to become a blessed and, and hopefully one day a saint, uh, walked and lived and breathed. You know, it really brings the uh, well, it, the communion of saints to a very uh, you know solid kind of uh, uh, tangible well, reality.
0: Know, it, it really does. It 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 gives a, a beautiful face to that first vocation you and I receive when we're baptized, and that is right the, the vocation to holiness of life and uh, it's for everyone it's not reserved for just a few people
1: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and and especially uh michelle's example of life here is a as a young lady who um was taken by cancer too young but otherwise was not uh you know not not part of a religious order not clergy obviously um you know anything like that but just uh more or less an, an ordinary person called to extraordinary things. Um, you know, and, and answering and that call. She,
0: and, you know, one of the things she uh, uh, was uh, engaged to be married. Mm. And uh, right before this diagnosis uh, was made, and uh, that adds a whole different dimension to uh, her own life and her sufferings as, as well as that of her
1: fiance and family hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely um so i i think you you, you kind of walked through some of the details before uh but for our listeners who might not be uh too familiar with the the process right because there's still as you said there's a long ways to go before um mm-hmm. you know she's proclaimed a blessed and then uh hopefully a saint right so could you maybe just kind of a general overview of how that process works
0: well uh the once the diocesan investigation begins as i say it'll be very uh, thorough mm-hmm. i can't exactly say just how long it'll be right but uh once once that's completed then we have to ship everything that we've collected and put together about Michelle to, uh, to the Holy See. <laughs> Once they receive it and review it, they could uh, uh, they could declare her a servant of God, mm. and then they begin their own investigation. And so, um, everything we send has to be very detailed. As I said, it has to all be in writing, in print, so to speak, Uh, and uh, we have to cover virtually everything. Uh, Any people who perhaps have, even since Michelle died, asked her to uh, intercede with the Lord for perhaps Mm. a cure of some sort, uh, if they feel they she answered their prayers or the Lord answered Michelle's prayers for them uh, we all we have to document all of that uh, especially medically speaking we have to document that right and, and so uh it's it's not a as I said it's not a short process uh, <clears throat> but once we finished then Rome takes it up and It's hard telling how long that will take in Rome, but hopefully
1: not that long. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, for our listeners who who are listening right now who might not be too familiar with Michelle's life and might want to learn a a little bit more about her life, uh, find out more about her, where would they go to find that out?
0: Uh, they could certainly contact the University of Mary in uh, Bismarck, or they can contact Focus. Their headquarters is in Denver.
1: Fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Bishop. I know you've got a busy day, and uh, thank you for for making the time to be on with us this morning. Um, any final thoughts before we go?
0: Well, let's. I, as I, I'm telling people, let's all just. Pray to the Lord that uh, the good work we're beginning now will bear fruit uh, for the whole church and especially for uh, our area.
1: Absolutely. And uh, before you go, Bishop, would you give us your blessing?
0: Certainly. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Bishop. Very exciting to hear about the start of the formal process, uh, the the start of the long road towards canonization uh, for Michelle Dupong. Uh, who grew up and in worked there in the Diocese of Bismarck served as a focus missionary. A lot of exciting things, exciting times for the church. Uh, stay tuned yeah. uh, on Real Presence Live. Our uh, will have our next uh, guest will be from the University of Mary in Bismarck. We were just talking about the University of Mary, staying in the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, speaking with Doctor David uh, Eschelbarger and uh, talking about some of the graduate uh, programs they have going on during the summer there at the University of Mary. So stay tuned on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.